Exciting days. Oh, let me take this out of my ear. How's everybody feeling today? Good, good, good. Antigua, you good? To every leader who is listening, we love you tremendously as well. Excited about today. I am filled with so much anticipation about what God wants to do in all of our hearts and our lives. Hey, uh, go with me to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Oh, I got to first got to do a story. Oops, I almost forgot. Who's got a story? Who's got a great story? Who's got a great story? Who's got a great story? Eric's hand go, went up first. Okay, Eric, come on up here. Uh, Eric's going first. Share a story. Yeah, yeah. So um, there is a story. I met with a guy yesterday for lunch, and he was telling me um, how they, he and his wife had kind of been in, in and out of churches for a little while. They're actually, um, they went to another church for a little bit, and then they heard about Shoreline, so they started coming to Shoreline. They're having some difficulties in their marriage. They're actually split at the time. Um, and so things weren't looking really good. And they actually found Shoreline and um, started coming to the Oak Cliff campus. And it, this was the first church that they had ever served at. Oh, wow. So they started serving, even at a time when they're living apart, they started serving. And it's through serving and now being connected and there's guys rallying all around him and there's wow. girls rallying all around her. And it's been beautiful to see the things that are just starting yeah. in their marriage. Yeah. And like they're, they're on the trajectory to be back together, healthy, yeah, strong family. Yeah. And so it was really, really neat um, to see him or to listen to him telling me the story of how serving has changed his life. Wow. And I just, it was just a great reminder that don't stop asking people yeah. to serve. Yeah. Because it literally, it's changed my life. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so uh, it's, this is a story that's also in the making, but I it was a beautiful, that. beautiful moment. Thanks so much for jumping up. All right, Romans uh, chapter 12. Uh, we're gonna take out some time uh, today, maybe over the next few weeks. Uh, to talk about some of our family values, okay? Um, these are, every family has them. Every family has a way they go about doing things. Every family has a, a culture, a flow. We've talked about this before. You have a culture by design or by default. Uh, so if you are leading a team at your job, uh, if you're leading an organization, uh, shoot, if you're in a family, there is a culture. And it's either by design or by default. Some of you know in your family, it's like, oh, we don't ever share what we're actually thinking. That's a culture, that, that's, that's a flow. And others of you are in families where we share everything and people are walking around in no clothes and they need to have clothes on. And I've heard that, I have a friend of mine who's like, yeah, my family, we just did this all the time. I'm like, you know that's not right, right? But in their family, it totally was. It just, they just walked around like this, you know? Uh, other families, uh, individuals will, will be willing uh, to, to keep secrets. Yeah. And, and, and they'll keep secrets even when it's hurting the person who they're keeping the secret for. So, you know, there's other, you know, everybody, again, every family, every job, every culture, every, every place has a culture. Well, we have some as well. They're called our 12 stones, okay? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know how to say them in Spanish. One day I'm going to learn how to say them in Spanish, but, but in English, I do know them. And, and, and that is uh, first and foremost, uh, who remembers the first one? 
We preach the gospel. That's exactly right. We love people. Uh, we protect unity. We uh, are planted in church. We serve the hurting. Uh, we fight for surrender. We speak to mountains. We uh, see with eyes of hope. We give honor. We walk in humility. We uh, we express joy and thanks, and we lead like champions. These are our, our 12 stones, our family values. And I wanted to talk about one of them today, and it's this one. We fight for surrender. We fight for surrender. I feel like it could be one that could be missed in the midst of who we are as a church family. Uh, there's a lot of love that we have uh, in our church. It's even hearing about uh, Antigua this past week. It was amazing, all the people that were there. And um, we have three services there. Now the first two are in English, the last one is in Spanish. And all the teams even coming from around the world that come to Antigua, whether it's a humanitarian team or a missions team, and they come there. Uh, and, and it's beautiful to see how Shoreline City has become a spot that these play people want to go to. Yeah. Uh, one missionary team, um, Nate was telling me this week, there was 28 of them and wow. 22 of them all gave their heart to Christ. Wow. <laughs> we were trying to figure out <laughs> what was going on there. Uh, <laughs> so either they were a humanitarian team or they had no idea what we were talking about when we gave the altar call. But either way, uh, there's a whole bunch of people that are continuing to come and it's beautiful just being loved on. Uh, reminding people they're cared about, uh, this whole love, value to believe in. It's just, it's just who we are. This stuff is important to us. Uh, but understand, underneath the surface of all of that, I want to make sure we have a church that's passionate about Jesus. Yeah. A church that where people are hungry for Christ and want to become who yeah. he's calling us to be. A church that are filled with people that are saying, God, I want to go your direction. I, yeah. I want to take yeah. up my cross and follow you. That everything I have belongs to you. That my life's not my own. That I've been bought with a price. I, I don't want a church that's just like, yeah, we, we're, we wear tight jeans. Or now they're supposed to be, maybe they're not tight anymore. I don't know what's happening with, with style. But, but I want to make sure we are a church that's more about Jesus and us celebrating our surrender and celebrating his cross and our response to his cross. So here in Romans chapter 12, verse number uh, one and two, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, as a living sacrifice, as a living sacrifice. To give you a, a little bit of imagery, if you go back to the Old Testament, uh, God set up a system where animals were sacrificed on behalf of the sins of the people. It was a very, very bloody endeavor, okay? There's, there's death, there's blood, uh, it's messy, and they're coming uh, to make this sacrifice. There was obviously a yearly one, but other sacrifices you can make throughout the year. But, but they, they would bring this sacrifice. They say they bring this lamb and they would kill this lamb. And, and the sins of the people uh, would, would be on the lamb, if you will. And, and this lamb was sacrificed. And this lamb had no say in it. It was the owner that had a say in what was going to happen with the lamb. But then you fast forward to the New Testament and it's actually the owner becomes the lamb okay so jesus now becomes that lamb for us and he dies 
for our sins and he takes our burden our shame and our guilt and he puts it on himself okay so now that that's the lamb that has been sacrificed but now the apostle paul is telling us to be a living sacrifice now the problem with a living sacrifice is a living sacrifice can crawl off the altar you get up there and you go wait 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 hold time out time out time out i thought somebody else was supposed to die here I thought the pastor was supposed to do all the work. I thought it was just the leaders that were supposed to serve. I thought it was just those who were virgins when they were married that had a God's call in their life. I thought it was those that don't have a past that are the ones that can, that can do things in ministry. And then we get there and we realize God is saying, no, no, no. You are a living sacrifice. You put yourself on that altar and I want you to know your whole life belongs to me. Your whole body belongs to me. All your gifts belong to me. All your talents belong to me. All your sacrifices, they are mine. Everything that you have belongs to me and I was praying this week uh, during worship and we were singing the song at least here in Dallas the song nothing else nothing else nothing else will do I just want you nothing else nothing else nothing else will do I just want you and I was just praying Lord I know there's thousands of people that are coming to our church and I'm humbled by that and I know there's even a couple thousand people right now that are listening to this message that we're sharing here that are on our serve team it's so, so beautiful. But I was just wondering, God, can you give us just even a hundred people that'll just be willing to make this the cry of their heart? I just want you. And maybe, maybe God, maybe, maybe there's not just a hundred. Maybe there's a thousand people. There's a thousand people that will be willing to say, God, I just want you. I just want you. And I know there's a lot of things vying for my attention. I know people are telling me I need to be married to be happy. And I know people are telling me I need a kid to be happy. And I know people are telling me I need to own a house to be happy. And I know people are telling me I got to have my master's degree in order to be happy. And I know people are telling me I got to make six figures in order to be happy. And I know people are telling me I got to live in a certain neighborhood in order to be happy. And I know people are telling me that I got to be dating this person in order to be happy. And I know people are telling me I got to weigh this much to be happy. And I know people are telling me I need this many Instagram followers in order to be happy but I, I got I'm just telling you I just want you I just want you I just want you above everything else and I'm just wondering if we can have a church that would fight for this kind of surrender because it doesn't come easy you're gonna want to crawl off the altar you're gonna want to not be sacrificed you're gonna want to uh, have things your own way I know I want things my own way but if we can keep saying in view of God's mercy in view of God's mercy because he's been so good because he's been so faithful because he went to the cross for us in view of his mercy my only response is God you can have everything I will be a living sacrifice so when I wake up in the morning my life belongs to you it doesn't belong to me it belongs to you underneath the surface of our church and I'm glad for the smiles. I'm glad for the enthusiasm. I'm glad for all the happiness. I love that about our church. Yeah. I want to make sure we understand that in our root system is a passion to say, God, you can have all of us. 
And it's my desire, just so you know, I'm trying to beat everyone in our church. I'm trying to beat everyone in our church when it comes to passion for Jesus. My, my goal is to make sure none of you outworship me. I'm trying to make sure none of you uh, have more passion for Jesus than I have. I'm trying to make sure everyone, everyone in our church would be able to look at my heart and go, oh, yeah, 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 that, that, that's what I'm trying to go after. So it's just it's a little healthy competition in my own head and heart just to know if I'm on the front row, you're not going to be able to outpraise me. If, I, if, I, if it's a prayer meeting, you're not going to be able to outpray me, okay? And if it comes to laying down my life, you're not going to be able to outlay down your life. And I, I know it's a little bit warped because we're not in a competition, but it just helps my brain to know I'm not playing games here. This is, this is not a job for me. This is not something I have to do. This is something I get to do in view of God's mercy. My life is a living sacrifice. And I want that running through the veins, the hearts, the arteries of our entire church family. And I think if, if we can live like that, I just have a sneaking suspicion that God can do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, think, or even imagine. I love you so, so much, Dan. Let's keep on living and loving Jesus. I love you guys.